And welcome back to Moving Forward with Young Voices here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. We are pleased to welcome Alexandra Harrison joining us from the UK. Alexandra, good to have you on the program. Thank you for having me. Now, you are not only a Young Voices contributor, but I think you uh, you actually have a few other things that you do that uh, that keeps life interesting for you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm currently a policy intern with the Reason Foundation, specializing in drug policy as well. All right. And and today, the show's focus is uh, primarily on Facebook and some of the different uh, regulatory pressures and, and uh, pitfalls that... Uh, are, are, are out there. There's been a lot of government interest here in America about Facebook recently. Um, talk to me about, uh, to in, in, I've got your article here, in order to avoid regulatory snags, Facebook needs to empower its own oversight board. For those who aren't familiar with the oversight board, what exactly is this? So the Facebook Oversight Board makes content moderation decisions around content that's posted on Facebook. There are currently 19 board members, which is expected to expand to 40 this year. And um, there are many sort of experts in their field, which includes law experts, journalists, and even a Nobel Peace Laureate. And they come from all over the world. So they've really made sure to have a diverse board. And what essentially they do is when Facebook takes content down, perhaps you've posted something offensive and they've taken it down and you want to appeal that decision, that decision will go to the board. The only problem is it's unlikely that your case will be heard because they only uh, read a few at a time. In the past three months, there's been five and they received 20,000 user appeals in December. So there's a lot to get through. I guess that's not so surprising when you consider there's what uh, there's over two billion Facebook users, right? Two point eight billion. Yeah, it's shocking. Wow. That's I mean, that's like a third of the Earth's population is on Facebook. Yeah, you can see why it's so difficult to moderate content when obviously different cultures will have different opinions around free speech. It makes it very challenging to have a sort of one policy fits all. It was was it necessary for this board to be uh, created in the first place? And if so, why was that? Yeah, there's definitely been an appetite for some form of ro- uh, regulation around Facebook. It's It acts as a public forum. Almost anything can be said. And that means it's a really powerful mechanism for spreading ideas. And many people, because of that, have argued that Zuckerberg maybe has too much power deciding which of those ideas can be spread. This year, we've seen a lot of problems. There have been uh, COVID misinformation posts. There have been conspiracy theories. And there was, of course, the Capitol riots in January. People definitely want to see something done. And the Facebook oversight board was uh, Facebook's answer to that. I'm just curious, your your opinion, was uh, were, were some of those... Um, events like, for instance, the the riot at the U.S. Capitol back in January, are they directly related to Facebook and the the sharing of information, or is is that grasping at straws? I'm, I'm just curious. It's a really difficult um, to. It, I think the algorithms might have played a part, but you can't stop ideas spreading. Whether Facebook was there or not, people would have had those ideas. I think the only question that really needs to be asked was whether Facebook accelerated the spread of those ideas, and I believe that's what um, the government's looking into at the moment. Um, and, and that's a fair question. 
um, in your opinion, did did Facebook, uh, you know, speed up the spread of those ideas? Did it did it enable those who were there to to do naughty things to do what they did? I'm not I wouldn't say it enabled because people will do what they want regardless. It was whether they saw that everyone else was doing it and then maybe that encouraged them. That's the only argument I would be willing to consider in terms of it saying that yes, Facebook was directly responsible, but that again could have happened anywhere. Well, I understand the concern on the part of those in government, you know, who are are looking to 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 head off any more trouble that may be coming their way um but but i'm curious if they haven't really given industry self-regulation a chance um does does is is this true for the american government is this true for other governments around the world do they feel like facebook has dropped the ball in terms of of uh, reg- self-regulating the content that's going out over it I would agree. You're absolutely right. Um, The U.S. House Committee actually stated um, that industry self-regulation has failed in response to Facebook. So it's certain that governments aren't happy. Um, And no, they haven't given self-regulation enough of a chance. Facebook's oversight board is very new and it does need some time to adjust. Perhaps in the past, the idea of self-regulation was very weak and they actually weren't doing much. But now uh, I believe they are. Even Twitter has um, their new sort of birdwatch where they crowdsource um, and do something very similar to what Facebook's doing. But using the people instead, people are definitely trying. And these ideas around institutional innovation are really interesting. Uh, Just out of curiosity, is Zuckerberg ducking personal responsibility? I've seen him testifying before, um, you know, the the legislature in Washington, D.C., and he's never looked like he's having a really good time when he's doing it. It's never like, hey, great to see you guys again. Uh, Is he passing off responsibility through the use of this oversight board? I don't think he is. This question is never going to leave everyone happy. Either he does assume full responsibility and he is power hungry and needs to be curbed from that power, or he's passing it off. There's never a way that he will be put in a good light. I think what makes the board so good is that um, it does allow for really careful deliberation. And once they have deliberated and made these decisions, they will explain it to the public in great detail. And that's not something that Zuckerberg was doing in the past. And as a follow up to that, is the oversight board completely independent from Facebook or are they beholden to Mr. Zuckerberg, um, you know, because it's a creation of Facebook? Yeah, so Facebook did create the board and funded it. They actually gave the board $130 million to get started. And because of that, a lot of people have suggested that the board is sort of under Facebook's um, control and they can do what they want with it. However, I don't think the financial ties are a cause for concern. There have been, as I said, five case decisions made, and of those, four of those were overturned by the board. So deference towards Facebook isn't a priority for the board, and they have been overwhelmingly in favor of free speech as an idea. What are the limitations of the board? Yeah, this is the problem that I think we are seeing and the reason that a lot of people aren't taking the board seriously. The What the board needs essentially is to establish legitimacy right now um, in order to save it from regulation. And in its current form, that's just not happening. For one, the board can't actually look at content which Facebook decided to keep up. So maybe if there was something really offensive that was posted online and wasn't removed, the board has no power to say, actually, this should be removed. Um, Secondly, they have very limiting rules on what gets taken down 
after one post has been removed. So they call it identical content and parallel context. If one meme goes viral and it's then decided that it needs to be taken down, other instances where that meme has been used can only be taken down if there is very similar context. And it's really hard to decipher that, especially again with 2.8 billion users. And finally, um, they have no obligation to follow the board's policy recommendations. And those are what will give the board any real power over the wider policies that Facebook adopts. So right now, you can argue that the board doesn't have a significant role in content moderation. I'm just I'm trying to get my mind around the idea of so the board can they can make policy recommendations. But let's say, for instance, that they they uh, someone contests a, a particular piece of content that was taken down. The board looks at it and says, OK, we think it should be allowed. So they they vote that it should be reinstated. Is Facebook bound to do what the board says? So Facebook is bound to follow the yes, no, take down, keep up decision but that is all so uh, facebook yes will have to say if the board decides this post needs to be taken down it has to but the policy recommendations that come with it facebook has absolutely no obligation to follow yeah i can see what you're saying so this this would make it tough for them to to affect you know long lasting change you know, other than, you know, they, they can just handle things on a case by case basis. But um, talk to me about the problem with free speech on a global platform. Where, where is uh, where's the difficulty? Yeah, free speech is always very heavily contested, but I think it's particularly difficult on a platform that's completely global. Obviously, this will affect different cultures in different ways. People see free speech as something very important to them, for instance, if you're in America. But there are other cultures that perhaps have more stringent rules upon what free speech means. And so whatever decisions are made by the board, there will always be a large number of people who are not happy with what it's doing. And and what does this mean for Facebook's future? Well, as we've seen, there is definitely an appetite for government regulation from all over the world. And Facebook's seen right now to not be doing enough. And if it doesn't continue to empower its own board, governments will take those drastic steps to intervene. So it's in, it's in Facebook's interest to, uh, to, to find workable solutions rather than keep kicking the can down the road. Um, Absolutely. Alexander, we're up against the clock here, but where can people access your work? Um, so they can look on the Young Voices website. Um, I have my profile there. Or you can look on Real Clear Policy where my article has been published. Fantastic. Alexandra Harrison, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me.